And welcome to the Homer and the Hater podcast. I am your host, the Hater. Joining me is the other host, the Homer. Woody, what's up? Not much, man. Oh, co-host situation. Yeah. It's a, it's a two-man pod. <laughs> um, man, we uh, we got a lot to get to. Um, I'm coming off a five in a week last week. Okay. Nailed, nailed every single uh, NFL game. Man. With the exception of possibly a push in the Dallas game. I forget what what number we had if it yeah, was two yeah. or one and a half hot like, week hot week crazy crazy how that ended i left your place and it was like pretty much like right after that uh dallas scored an like extra touchdown yeah it was like a 10 point game <laughs> and i was like uh okay game over and then uh i didn't i don't think i even checked until the next morning i was like oh man that probably would have ended up being a push i for most people it was or or they had two and a half which was like the worst part was uh a lot, of, a lot of Dallas minus two and a half out there. Because you know, like if if you're if you're grabbing Dallas, mm-hmm. if you're grabbing any side, like two two and a half doesn't ever really matter. Like that, it shouldn't. <laughs> like two and a half, three, huge. But two two and a half, you're probably like, yeah, I don't care. Um, but yeah, wild finish to that one. Uh, we had a wild national championship game. Uh well. Did you say wild or pretty tame, just one team kind of? I would say wild based on expectations. Okay, so, sure, sure, sure. You know, okay. everyone had a, a preconceived notion of kind of how the game was going to play out. True. And did not really uh, did not really go down like that. It was a... Uh, God, it, I thought opening drive, this is all Alabama. And then that was the last time I thought this is this is Alabama going to take this. Yeah. Well... The drive after the pick six. I'm talking like literally first drive of the game. Oh, okay. Three and out Clemson. <laughs> like really boring plays. I'm like, okay, Clemson's first yeah, drive. Yeah, was like 14 minutes and like 24 seconds left and they're punting. And I'm like, ooh, Alabama's got this. And then from there, just like, ah. Uh, it was a... I feel like it. It was, a, in my mind, it was actually a closer game than the final score. Hmm. Because there were a few moments... Especially like in the third quarter where Alabama was pressing and needed touchdowns and they weren't getting them. Whereas like that, I think it was the Tua like uh, bootleg, which has to be one of the worst play calls. I, th- I think that's a worse play call than uh, the Russell Wilson slant pass. <laughs> that was fourth down, right? Yeah. The bo- <sighs> fourth and like four from like the eight. And <laughs> as soon as he... <laughs> flipped around to run it was like never stood a chance Clemson looked about 10 times faster than Tua on that play <laughs> on top of like it, I, there was so many things wrong with it like from the snap his first like two or three steps are like oh maybe this is a rollout pass but then he tucks the ball and you're like okay and then you like you lift your head from like watching the quarterback to like looking ahead to oh he's probably got the edge and there's just nothing there and you're like what are they doing yeah, like even if he like holds the ball to his chest, yeah, maybe you get a, a second or two from the defenders where they're like doubt like they probably assume it's a pass to begin with, but as soon as he tucks it, it's like okay. And then Tua just needed a broken tackle, yeah, a broken tackle, <laughs> a broken tackle, and then a final broken tackle to get those four yards. Oh man, it was there's a lot of calls from Alabama where you're like, I don't, I don't know what you're doing, I don't know what you who you think you are. Um, and this is kind of like my, my my thing with two all year. It's I think the SEC is I don't know if it's under overrated, but maybe more predictable in what you can do. And if you're Alabama, you're you're 
you're kind of going into those games thinking that they're going to play us specifically one way because the only way they can beat us is by beating us that one way. So if we shut that down and play this way, we'll win. But then you go up against Clemson and you're like, oh man, Clemson could beat us so many different ways. And then like, what, what if we try this? Like, we don't really know them, even though they played them each the last four years for whatever reason. Uh, it just felt like Clemson was so much better coached and so much more ready for this game, even though they lost, like, arguably third best player on their team. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> Speaking of which, uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, draft stock on the rise. About, about as high as it can get right now. <laughs> I oh man, what if he uh, Maurice Clare edited right now? Where do you think he'd get drafted? Um, and and well, <laughs> not a great example. Okay, but, okay, like, so yeah. he he does come up. I think he would be the number one pick. Eighteen year old. Yeah, because of the understanding that the understanding of where he is now mm-hmm. and where teams think they can bring him. He is now okay because you're you're drafting him and he's young, but you're drafting him and he's young. So like the while the end product is not quite there yet, like the potential is too appealing to pass on. I think. I agree. He's like number. Oh man, yeah, he's he's number one. Pick like probably. he's going to be a better pro than Dwayne yeah. Haskins. Oh yeah, and we have Dwayne at one right now. Yeah, Although, I just think you would get worried a little bit with like remember like a Moby Okoye. Okay. He was like that 15-year-old high school kid, and then he gets drafted at 19. Okay. How everyone's, he's going to be so good, and he's only 19. Everyone's like freaking out, right? Um, and he was just kind of like a, a passable guy. But in college, he was really good. I think you can be an 18, 19-year-old kid in college and be really good, but then go to the NFL. I still think there's something to be said about you're playing against 27, 28-year-olds, sometimes like 32-year-olds that just have that like old man strength. Like Andrew Whitworth, perfect example. Like. If you're a 19-year-old defense end, I don't think you're going to beat Andrew Whitworth ever. I love I love in your breakdown of Trevor Lawrence, we get some <laughs> Amobi Okoye and Andrew Whitworth talk. You're, you're not going to find that anywhere else. No, I, I guarantee I, it. Scour the internet. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I think in those cases, a lot of times, you're also hoping for more physical development. I think physically, he's all there already. I think he's, he's like 6'4". 6'6". Six, 6'6". Six. Six, six. He looks like a pro quarterback. Yeah. He throws the ball like a pro quarterback. Like, all the physical things you'd need from him are there. And then he just dismantled Alabama and Nick Saban. Which, again, I think... I don't know if I'm... I feel like I mentioned this a couple times leading up to this game. This Alabama defense is not the classic Alabama defense we're accustomed to. Um, they're like a year away from being that team next year, I think they're going to. Um, I think they're going to lose a, a, a decent amount of guys still. Uh, but like their best three players, I don't think ever get mentioned on any of those like really great Alabama defenses. So, like Christian Miller at linebacker was just a linebacker next to any like it's next to I like, can CJ Mosley next to Adonta Hightower. Um, you have Pat Patrick Sertain the second, um, who's probably not gonna be on the field if you're like Landon Collins is out there. Make a Fitzpatrick is out there. Um, Drake or Patrick is out there. He's probably not even going to play. But okay, so I'm just saying, like th- these guys, like the guys that you assume would be those elite guys and like be the guys that would shut down deep, uh, other teams, weren't those guys this year. They were just kind of like a for Alabama standards, like middle of the road. Team. I I I agree to a point, but at the same time, where do you think Sertan will be drafted? 
he, well, he's coming back for another year, I think. And then he'll... I'm saying, like, next year. So, like, so you're, like, you're getting these guys a year before they got drafted. So, next year he's going to come back, like, and we're going to talk about Patrick Satan a second as, like, a top-ten pick. Yeah, this guy is a first-round pick, but he's no uh, Landon Collins. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, he's these not guys that are, guy yet. These guy. guys are pretty good. Um, okay, let's uh, let's move let's move on to talk to uh, talk about another team that you, uh, you really like, the Ohio State Buckeyes. Ooh. Had some uh, big news this week. Justin Fields is... Uh, Moving on over the, uh, was he the he was the number one recruit ahead of Lawrence? Correct. He, oh. They were like one and two, and he didn't get to see the field, yeah. with the exception of uh, absolute blowouts. There were some random trick plays they tried to run with him too. Remember that fake punt he was on there for? Um, so yeah, but realistically, he wasn't playing that much. Oh man, we could talk about fake punts for a while too. That's right, true. <laughs> Oof. Um, <laughs> oh man. Uh, so the Buckeyes already have a quarterback in in line. Yes. And do you know these two guys pretty well? I do. How do you see this shaking out? And what? How does that impact the the state of the Buckeyes next year? Yeah, I think my take on it, not being in Columbus. I think uh, some people thought that there's another guy, the third stringer, was going to have a chance this year. But I thought it was going to be down to Tate Martell, and uh, he was going to win the job. And now Fields comes in, and it's not really close. Like, Fields, I think, is like 6'4", 230. Kind of reminds you a little bit of a significantly better throwing mechanics version of Terrell Pryor. Um, And then you have 5'11", like 205 Tate Martell who's slower than Fields, who can still run, though, um, but he kind of reminds you more of, like, a Russell Wilson, which sure. is great, but, like, no one was super high on Russell Wilson at NC State. It was Russell Wilson out of Wisconsin. So it, it's one of those things you kind of kind of wait around till this kid's 23 and really has, like, four years of experience, and I don't know if he was ever going to have that. I think, say he even got beat out this year, he was still looking at maybe only starting for two years. Um, Fields, I think, yeah, he was... He's ranked ahead of. Uh, if if we're going on ESPN three hundred, which is mm-hmm. kind of like the default I use, they were they were both graded out identically. Uh, Fields was number one, Lawrence two. It's like Fields is the dual threat, right? Yes. QBD. So, I that might just be an alphabetical order thing. Yeah, I don't know. At this at this. <laughs> This high in the list, I think there's some uh, some manual input in the process. Uh, by the way, the number uh, five recruit uh, from last year, Patrick Sertan Jr. Okay, so, he's, he's a pretty. Good I, I guess, again, what I'm saying is like he's going to be that guy. He's going to. So yeah, I forgot he was a uh, true freshman. I thought he might have been redshirted, but um, in two years, we're going to talk about Patrick Sertan the second as a top ten, top five shutdown corner. Um, he just not that right now, and that's my that was my point was you're playing against other guys that are just a little little more inexperienced. But um, no, I I look at Ohio State and Fields makes more sense for them. Uh, not that Martell's a bad quarterback, I just think Martell probably fits better in a system where they don't have to play like on prime time four nights a week or four games a year. It gives the I think the biggest winner in the entire thing is probably Ryan Day. Um, he has a situation where he's taking over for a legend and has an Ohio State team that's good, but actually not like top to bottom as skilled as they've been in at different points under the Urban Meyer uh, coaching regime. 
and suddenly he has the number one overall recruit at quarterback, and who might be able to play next year right away, and should be should be able to run an offense fairly efficiency fairly fairly efficiently, perhaps not as good as Dwayne Haskins, but I think the Buckeyes are going to be man. solid on on offense and hopefully get better on the the defensive side of the ball, which is where they really struggled this year. Yeah, there's something to be said about with Haskins where. It was, he was just the ultimate game manager. I I don't know if I, I watched some of those Haskins games and it's like, and I have to go watch. I don't, and I'll go back and watch it again here in the next couple months. But where I really thought this is a guy that's in command of this team and is really out there like being a true field general and really like putting people in places. I thought this is more. He's plug and play. He's just better. <clears throat> uh, like talent wise and size wise than JT Barrett has a stronger arm than JT Barrett can actually see over the offensive line um, and it just allows you to do more things but like they had I want to say three senior wide receivers this year you had probably one of the top five running back tandems in the in college football your offensive line is going to be so- solid at a minimum like I don't think he was really necessarily this guy that came in as, I think that pretty much any quarterback on Ohio State's roster. I don't think they're throwing 50 touchdowns. That's probably what makes Haskins a first-round pick. But could they have thrown 34 and still went 11-1? and one? Probably. The uh, I'm actually kind of impressed by it. So a lot of times you'll see the top 300, and like they're, it's tough to make it in the NFL. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times like the top 10 list on these, if you, if you go back to like 2010... There's not a like. There's definitely guys you know, but a lot of guys that never make it high in the NFL draft. Yeah. And 2016, we have one Rashawn Gary, two Gregory Little tackle from Mississippi, probably a first round draft pick yep. this year. Uh, three Nick Bosa, four Ed Oliver, um, six Dexter Lawrence, seven Benito Jones, D tackle, Ole Miss. I don't think a first round pick, but it. He's. Did he declare yet? I'm not. He's he's kind of a guy that's like in no man's land right now. Yeah. Um, and even like Derek Brown for Auburn. I don't think he'll be a first round pick, but he's a pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like a lot, a lot of really good talent in that uh, <laughs> in that recruiting class. Um, let's move on to uh, our our final uh, college topic before we push on to the pros here, um, and that is Kyler Murray. We uh, we're going to be breaking down the team needs. Um, Ten to. Uh, tw- or 11 20. to 20. Um, and we might be talking about a couple teams possibly uh, going after Murray. Where do you see him going right now? One overall. The, wow. Okay. So <laughs> I said this, I so, said this as a tale last, last week, but before we knew. Um, now, this is pre combine. This is, there's a lot going into this, but right now, based on what you could do, I think. Josh Rosen can still get you back a first round pick. Schefter was stealing my takes this week, but um, move on. Okay, okay. Here's here's my like dream scenario for Arizona. You find like the New York Giants who wanted Rosen maybe, and now you got to see Rosen play ten games. You can kind of evaluate a little bit better, but you can say, hey, do you really want to take Daniel Jones or Dwayne Haskins at six? I think they're picking. Um, I because I do I think Rosen is fine. Fine, but I think we're I, I think we're seeing he's not going to be, and I gosh I you hate to like judge a guy so quickly because it's it's a tough game and 
players do develop at the pro level, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem like he's Andrew Luck. It doesn't seem like you you took a shot on a kid who has all the skill and wound up with a like all pro level guy. Typically, those all pro level guys start week one of their rookie season. He did not. Sam Bradford beat him out. I think I think Darnold. A better case could be made that Darnold could be that guy. I think we've seen plenty out of Baker. Mm-hmm. Who do you think is better, Baker or Kyler Murray? Uh, I had this debate with uh, somebody yesterday. Um, Number I see one this overall way. pick. I see it this way. Delivered a lot in his rookie season. The better, better prospect, Kyler Murray. The lower or the higher floor, Baker Mayfield. So you got three years of starting, like tape on Baker Mayfield. You know who. I'm just comparing them both at the draft process. I'm not. I'm not it's saying Baker because has a year now in the NFL, but it's interesting you mentioned floor because coming in there, there were concerns that Baker may be like Johnny Manziel. Yeah, the off the field stuff. I think which it would be weird because they'd be like, I feel like someone like Wendy Nix, right, would like bring up. Well, you know, another quarterback, kind of similar, kind of build, kind of similar style, uh, off the field issues as well. Johnny Manziel. What's the difference here? And then it would be like three analysts being like. They're different guys. Like, I know there's similarities. You can find similarities, et cetera, et cetera. But they're just different guys. I feel like that was an episode of NFL like Live or whatever once a week for like four months in a row. <laughs> but you think you, th- you, you would prefer, let, let's put it this way, you would prefer to starting next season have Kyler Murray moving forward. See, this is, okay, <laughs> it's tough because I think you got to look at it this way of, do I want a guy that, do I just need a guy to come in and not turn the ball over, play the position good to great. Do I need a guy that's going to come in and be like, hey, we have already other established NFL veterans in their primes that we just need to get the ball to. And maybe there's a hope that you might, when you're five, six, seven years down the road, come in and be able to, we can build around you. Then I'm going Baker Mayfield. If I'm looking at a team and saying, we don't got much here. We need a guy that's going to be able to create for us. Uh, We need... To be able to say, we're building this thing around you, and then in a year or two, start either drafting guys high that are offensive skill weapons, or signing key free agents and making those kind of savvy trades to get, like a, like a Jarvis Landry trade, for example, of like, we're just giving up like a mid-round pick for a guy that's could be a number one, border, borderline one, probably a two. Um, then I'm going to Kyler Murray. So I think Murray's a better prospect. I think his ceiling is higher, and just playmaking ability and being able to win you games. But I think Baker Mayfield is the guy that you're probably more sure of, of this is what he's going to be. Yes, he's probably not going to be Peyton Manning, but it doesn't mean that quarterbacks not named Peyton Manning haven't won Super Bowls either and haven't had teams be like produce winners. So, I don't know. I'd, I'd go back and forth on the team needs. Cardinals, I'd, I'd be an all-in on Kyler Murray. Drilling down, just one more comp question. So, you're the Browns last year, mm-hmm. and this same Kyler Murray you know, in a hypothetical situation comes out in that draft. So you have the possibility of drafting Baker last year or Kyler this year. If you're the Browns last year, who do you ultimately take? It's tough. Cause you've seen now Mike Baker in a Browns jersey, right? Um, I weirdly think that they, well, the Jarvis Landry trade had already happened, right? Sure. So I'm already looking at that, but you only have one pick. Cleveland Browns last year. I'm going to assume I have not seen 
Like I, I don't know what Baker's done this year, right? So I'm, I'm correct. Yeah, I, he's he's there is no film on him. I'm probably taking Kyler Murray. Okay, okay. So, Pro- but like again, it, I don't know if I'm not, like it's it's not like a huge gap, right? It's not like a uh, who, who, that's a good count for that. Um, it's not a Matt Stafford over Mark Sanchez thing of like clearly this is the guy. Um, it's more of like a I just feel like let's go for a home run here instead of trying to like hit a double. It sounds like Murray will for sure be a. a First round pick, because teams need to do that to match his baseball salary, so he can um, pay it back. Yeah, well, we assume he hasn't like spent all of it either, or more to more just to like make it worth it. Like, because you're you're not gonna get what five million dollars he made. It's like yeah, like four point six or something. So you're not gonna like if you get drafted in the third round and you're gonna get like a million five, mm-hmm. you just go play baseball. And you know you don't it, you don't throw away three million dollars typically. So to match like to match that, he's gonna have to be a first rounder. But you have him number one overall. This is suddenly this has become an interesting quarterback draft where I wasn't super interested because we you know two is not here. Uh, well we we've talked about the the amount of great college quarterbacks still left in in the college game. But um yeah, I would I would say dream scenario for if I'm Arizona. Because we now have Cliff Kingsbury on on record saying, "Hey, I would, and I, God, if I if ESPN opens a link in the ESPN app one more time on this on this iPad, I, I'm, I'm I don't know what I'm gonna do." Something the uh, fans couldn't see, or one <laughs> fan did see uh, this weekend was the amount of clicking you do at your uh, home okay. desktop is mind blowing, man. It, I, I don't know. I, now that you said that, I've become super conscious of it, but. It's it's I don't know I, I I don't think it's that much I just think the mouse is loud well, our attention our attention was elsewhere and we're just hearing the clicking and I'm thinking in my head these can't be like new tabs he's opening like hey he can't possibly like read this fast it's like click 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 it, it's insane okay man. so I was okay when that was happening to be fair I was setting up uh like a bunch of tabs to to go back and forth from. So that wasn't... I don't even know how you read headlines that fast to be like, this is what I want to read next. Um, I don't know, man. I just, I, it's just It just goes that fast sometimes. Uh, but no, I guess... Back, okay, last thing on Kyler Murray. Um, <clears throat> if I'm one and I'm Arizona, I'm calling the Giants, I'm calling Jacksonville, and I'm probably calling Denver. So that would be six at the Giants, seven at Jacksonville, ten at Denver. And I'm saying all three of you are probably not going to be in the race for Dwayne Haskins. Do you really like Dwayne Haskins more than 12, 11 games of Josh Rosen? Who has had moments, but also has had really bad moments too. Um, here's what I want. I want your pick. I want next year's second. And I need a third, either next year or this year. And, and you can have Josh Rosen. So then I can set myself up with one overall and take Kyler. And then like six, seven, or ten... And take like a, a either like a a stud like outside. Uh, I'm thinking uh, Daniel Harry from Arizona State receiver. Keep him in 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 state, or hope that one of like these elite defensive linemen fall to me, like uh, Ed Oliver falls yeah. to me. At, I I've said I like Rosen. I would have a hard time giving up a first and blank for him. I could maybe talk myself into a first, like this year's first. Anymore, it's going to it's going to be tough for me to 
If I'm Arizona, though, you got to make it worth it and recruit me just more than because I picked him at ten last year or eleven. Yeah, I, I agree. I, more I just than just that pick. I think it might be tough for Arizona to move him. I, I don't disagree that they would want well, if to. You want Haskins? It's going to cost you two first minimum just to move up. And you, so, you, so you're saying that Haskins is worth two first, but Rosen is not. Because we don't we don't know what Haskins could be. Yeah, you don't really know what Rosen could be either. That's a really bad team on Arizona. We've we've got a better idea. And I, I just you, so you like Haskins more than Rosen. Well, what did, what what did they get for Garoppolo? Well, that was a dumb trade. That was a that was a I want to start Garoppolo. You're not starting him over Tom. Cool. Uh, I'm trading him then. I just think so like, they got a second round pick. But that was like a really stupid trade. Yeah, we just like, see, admit, admittedly stupid. It's just tough to yeah. It, it it's going to be interesting. And he was twenty seven at the time. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the NFL. Let's uh, let's get through some playoff picks. I'm going to continue my run uh, undefeated through these playoffs. Yeah, let's do it. And to start, we're going to go uh, Saturday. I got to say, the Saturday games aren't delivering quite well. No. Uh, like uh, I'll ask for your stars, but I, I think last last week we had some real winners. Um, <laughs> Three twenty five, Colts at Chiefs. Kansas City favored by five and a half, over under 57. Uh, maybe some slight snow flurries in Arrowhead, 38 degrees. Uh, what do you, who you got in this one? Oh, man. I got burned by Houston and J.J. Watt. I'm never betting on J.J. Watt ever again. <laughs> um, uh, I've got that uh, I have that charity fantasy league, though. Oh, nice. And uh, he's, he's a high pick. Oh, he's, a, he's like top five. <laughs> Oh man, that's a steal if you get him at five. Yeah, ch- charitable acts fantasy league. He's he's, he's way high up he's there. He's got to be like just from that Houston thing alone, probably raised the most money of a football player of all time. Yeah, right. Like yeah. he raised like thirty-seven million dollars. Yeah, I don't yeah. think he's, he's, he's probably first first overall pick. Yeah, like might slide a second. Someone might think like I don't know, this guy might have a big year type deal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna take a flyer on uh, on this guy. Yeah, um, it's like Jadavian Clowney. Just going to steal exactly what he did. Expecting another flood or whatever happened. Um, I think I'm taking the Colts. Plus five. Um, mostly so that if I if they don't cover and or lose by more... yeah. So basically if they lose by a touchdown, I can just get more mad at JP for claiming that he was right last week. And that fluky McFlukerson of it. And that wasn't fluky at all. He, Houston just didn't show up. But... Um, I think I like the Colts. They watched them last week. I thought they did really well, and then I think Andrew Luck is the better quarterback in this game. Agree. Um, Andrew Luck might be the best quarterback left in in the playoffs. I don't know if there's, especially playing right now, and that might be the bigger caveat here. I mean, I'd, I'd still have to defer to Brady, but I can, which I, arguably the, people are making that Brady's the worst quarterback left in the AFC. Yeah, I don't know. I like until he. Have they they've been to two straight Super Bowls now? Yeah, like three out of four. I mean, yeah, it's like <laughs> prove me he can't do it before I'm gonna bail on him. I think but... won, have they won all like three out of four though? I think they're like sitting at one for one and two though, right? Well, yeah, they lost to Philly and they Came beat Atlanta. Games. Yeah, and then who was the one they? Are we already at when they beat Seattle? Was that four years ago? That was more than four years ago. We'll come back. To okay. That. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you like the Colts here? I do. I do, as, I do as well. Um, Colts are red hot. Um, I'm getting points. <sighs> I, yeah, and, I, and I'm playing against the worst defense left in the playoffs. 
I did, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lay nearly a touchdown with a bad defense and a worse quarterback. Um, that being said, um, Colts a dome team going to play on the road against the seven and one home Chiefs team in a probably the, a top five uh, worst places to play uh, in the playoffs at Arrowhead. Um, Andy Reid is great off a of bye historically. Uh, Andy Reid is not great in the playoffs historically. So I, w- I kind of weigh those two things against each other. So give me the Colts. We're riding Colts and we're moving on. First, uh, give me your Saturday stars on Colts at Chiefs. This gets like a. This gets like a. I'll give it a two and a half. The window, the time window matters too a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, the three, the three, the afternoon game. You get excited because Mahomes, but You're I like, think if this is if this is the seven o'clock game, I don't know though because I feel like this is going to be on CBS. Do we know that for sure? If it's on CBS, this might get a one. It's on NBC. Okay. Still probably, okay. Eh, Which that, that, that kind of time. bumps it up for me because it's like a weird time. Like, it's an it's basically going to be like the NBC Sunday night crew, but they're doing like a Saturday afternoon game. Are so. they, or are they going to like mail it in and send Tariko out there to do this well, They might send Tariko, yeah. I, I, I like a Tariko game here and there. Yeah, because I don't think ESPN gets a divisional game. No, two Fox games. Two Fox games. <clears throat> yeah, and that's uh, that's our next game. So I'll, we'll start with stars on this one. Uh, because, again, we have a, a star in the uh, night slot. Same time as last week. The Cowboys are again on the road. Uh, and they are going to the L.A. Rams. Uh, Rams are currently laying seven, over under 50. A lot of high over-unders this week. Much higher than last week. Yeah. Um, that should be fun. Woody, stars on this game for a Saturday. This one, a little bit better. Um, just the Cowboys kind of ruined it for me. I'll give it a three. I like the Rams on Saturday night. I think that that fits really well. I think for what I don't know why, but I feel like any any Saturday night games featuring an LA team just makes like Saturday nights in LA. I think like that should just be like a tag. Like I wish two more NFL teams moved to LA, and we could just have a weekly like Saturday night in LA NFL game of the week. Like, it's it's sounding very like XFL-y to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> Maybe I just want the XFL to come back sooner rather than later. But yeah, no, that could be true. Oh man, when that uh, thirty for thirty came out, I was watching it with my wife, and I was just like, "This when this started, it was like this is the coolest thing ever." Oh, Mergen still has an XFL ball. Ooh, I love those. Oh, it's great. He used to bring it to uh, indoor football for warmups. Just super slippery. Oh yeah, and like never inflated properly. <laughs> it's either like way too inflated. It was like the rubber one where it has like the bump, like the yep. tumor, or it was like just super flat. You're just like gripping it, like. Oh. Um. I'll, I'll start on this one. Okay. Um, the Rams are 7-1 and one at home this year. It's pretty good. Very good. Uh, much like the Chiefs. Um, so many good home records if you look at like the, the Saints this year. Of the teams hosting this week, the Saints have the worst home record at 6-2. <laughs> <and six>. <laughs> um, it's going to be tough to beat the Rams at home. Cowboys surprisingly have been bad on the road this year, which is something I factored into my... Uh, like for them last week. That being said, the Rams, again, their defense is surprisingly bad, given the the names on the field. Um, The Cowboys can possibly control this game on the ground, uh, and that defense that the Cowboys have is great and playing very well. Um, I'm going to say, give me the points again. Um, I think the Rams win, but I think this one is under a touchdown. Um, yeah. 
it, both these teams have been so like the the Rams cooled down slightly, and the the Cowboys have just been red hot. I I, I have a hard time not liking the Cowboys here. Taking the, taking the Cowboys and what NFL Network has pointed out, I think now about seventeen times this week that apparently there's a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans in the LA area, and so they think that they're just gonna like show up. And I don't know, I don't remember watching that game and thinking last year when the Rams lost to the Falcons. Well, I don't know if there's a lot of Atlanta Falcons fans in LA, but um, I don't yeah, I don't mind that take. I, I do I do think uh, there's some so like home field is is three things: it's fans. It's travel mm-hmm. and it's familiarity. So, like, you know when you're getting up because you know exactly how long it takes to get to the stadium, and you know exactly yep. where all your shit is, and yep. you know like that element. Um, I could see the fans being awash. One thing that I think probably helps the Rams' home record this year is NFL players going to LA. Their Friday Saturday night is probably like dinner at a steakhouse and maybe like a quick club appearance. Whereas I don't know in the playoffs if you're doing the, that in the playoffs, and that's why okay. I'm saying in the playoffs, I don't think, I think, well, yeah, I think Randy Gregory is probably still snorting cocaine, um, but the rest of the guys are gonna like be in bed, um, so I think there's you t- shave off a little home field advantage for me for the Rams in a okay. in a playoff setting. You get a touchdown too. Um, this has it, this has been bouncing like seven seven and a half that's seven that's and a half. I I really like it. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. If this was Eagles at Rams, part two, I think that was what it was last. No, wait, take that back. <clears throat> Eagles were a home team last year. Um, if the Eagle, if this was Eagles Rams though, in LA, I think this might be like a four four and a half star Saturday night game. <laughs> um, but it's not. We have the Cowboys, and because of that, not actually true, but I'm gonna say it is because of that I'm taking the Rams. Uh, I think this is a classic, just blow them out game. I think this is a. For end of the first quarter, it's like twenty-one to seven. But the Cowboys have the ball, and you feel like, hey, they they might they got to start going here, but they're still in it. Score a touchdown here, stop them, you know, keep it close, whatever. And then like Dak Prescott, like second and seven from like the forty-six, first play of the second quarter, like pick six, and all of a sudden it's just twenty-eight-seven, and you're like, this, and like all, I feel like this is that game. And then all of a sudden you see Zeke gets taken out of it because you got to throw the ball. Um, the Rams just keep their foot on the gas pedal. Everyone's finally healthy. Gurley, in the first half, that's like what at halftime they're talking about. I was like, well, they're containing Todd Gurley. Only, you know, only eight carries for 37 yards. He does have that touchdown or whatever. And then all of a sudden, second half comes along. And, like, Gurley busts, like, a 50-yard or a 22-yard or 17. Like, and he ends up with, like, 148 yards. And I'm like, how did that happen? Um, I I think this is big. I like a little, like, little, little parlay action of... Uh, Rams and over here. You only, okay. have to get, only have to get to fifty to cover the over. If this, um, if I think if this game goes over, it's a Rams cover. Yeah. So my so. my handicap is more. I think this is twenty four twenty one Rams. So Cow- Cowboys cover. Sure. And it's they're able to get some good stops. Yeah. Like we I, we saw what the Bears were able to do against the Rams, and I think if I'm just looking at these defenses right now, I think the Bears and the Cowboys are at, like. Pretty damn comparable. I'm gonna look at football outsiders and see like the defensive uh, DVOA. Yeah, because I think they might. They're two top five defenses. They have to be the the Cowboys and the Bears. I yeah. think the Bears were one by a long margin, like a wide margin. I think Ravens were two. I uh, can see that. So, and my final factor here um, before we move on to the Sunday games is running quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Not as big of an advantage. In the regular season, 
in the playoffs once you're you're less worried about health in the playoffs and as a result we've seen Andrew Luck run more we've we've seen Dak run I wouldn't even necessarily say more but these quarterbacks are not afraid to tuck it and run so when I have an advantage at quarterback from a agility standpoint I I like that as a little icing on the cake yeah I think though too if you look at the the, the Rams and the Bears game it was 15 six it was in Chicago weather wasn't great they got they took Todd Gurley out of the game like I think that's that it was a weird game where they just like stopped giving it to Todd Gurley um I don't know I think it was that was a big learning curve of hey like and Grant got to give a lot to the Bears defense on that too but um I just don't see that happening again and if it does then we got some questions on like is McVay who we thought he was if he can't like learn from his past mistake I think that's what makes like the prodigies become like the elite fulfill the prophecy BS or whatever you want to call it I don't know I don't I, know I'm, I'm loving this right of like, but it's like they're they're very quick learning curve of yeah I might when this comes and you know first time I face it might not do great against it but by the second time I've figured it out and it's not I took seven times to, until I figured it out it was no I figured it out right away and all of a sudden like had immediate success um not that it's kind of a weird comp but I think of like Pete Carroll at USC and Pete Carroll at Seattle those first few years where it's like does he have it he's never coached college football since like the 80s or whatever it's USC and then it's like no, no, no. We're, we're, we're USC. Like, we're just going to recruit better than you. And I'm really lucky I fell into Carson Palmer and Troy Palomalu. But by 04, they're winning a title. So year and a half later, first national championship. Seattle, same kind of deal. Is, uh, get to the playoffs off a of Marshawn Lynch thing and then go out, don't do as great, draft a quarterback in the third round. He's just better. Uh, I think I'm just going to go with the guy that's the better quarterback and not worry that we paid Matt Flynn money. And then a year later, they win a Super Bowl. So, I don't know. I think if McVay loses this game again, I think all of a sudden it might be... Maybe this guy is just a really, like, gifted play caller. But we've seen those, like, not necessarily always work out a ton. A la, like, Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech. Uh, yeah, now an NFL head coach. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of which, yeah. it turns out Matt Rule has turned down the uh, Jets head coaching job. Didn't the Jets just... Sign somebody? Yeah, I think they first offered it to Rule. And he was like, nah, I'll stay at Baylor. <laughs> We're doing some good things down here at Baylor. Um, you know, <laughs> Waco, Texas. We almost just got the death penalty, but I'm, I'm loving this situation. We went 6-6 six and six and made a really shitty bowl game. I'd rather not make more money and coach in the NFL. Um, Sunday, noon. So you have your official pick. for the, I have Dallas, you have... The Rams. Okay, so we're, we're on a different side there, so... This might be a next week. We not the pot. Never, uh, never betting on Jared Goff again. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I'm interested to see where you're going with this next one. Uh, now we uh, these teams are really good. Okay, San Diego Chargers, twelve and four against the New England Patriots, eleven and five in Foxborough. Patriots given four over under forty seven and a half. What do you who do you like in this one? I like the Chargers. Yeah. Um. I kind of see, and now I don't know. Okay, this is weird, but I kind of see like this weird like Chargers, Chiefs meaning to go to the Super Bowl kind of thing. Even though I picked the Colts before, but in theory, like Colts could lose by a field goal and I still cover. So, um, 
I think New England. I think this is the beginning of the end. And granted, <laughs> enough people have said that over the last five years where it's like, eh, we should probably just stop saying that and like let's just let it end when it ends. <clears throat> but I really think that this is it. I think, and less because of Brady, but more because of like the team around him. Um, I'm not 100% sure I could name more than, take out the McCourties, <laughs> more than three defensive starters for the Patriots this year. I'd forgotten that uh, Patrick Chung plays for them. He's being interviewed. I was like, oh, man, he's still in he's, the league. Yeah, he's totally out. Um, Gronk is not Gronk. Like, there's, there's something wrong. It, that or he's saving himself for the playoffs. Yeah, a couple I, weeks of rest helps. I couldn't figure that out, but uh, I think the biggest thing for me as I, when I look at that this game is offensive line for the Patriots is not elite talent guys, which it hasn't been for a while. But Tom Brady's biggest issue in the playoffs is guys at his feet. And you got the best defensive end tandem in the NFL in Ingram and Bolsa. Just those two, right? We're not talking about anything else. I mean, you're you're off on uh, Watt and Clowney. We can't talk about them. Yeah, it's over for them. It's and over. and you're you're you've never been sold on Chubb, so we can't go Chubb and Von Miller. Uh, you but know, I, I, again, they didn't make the playoffs. I mean, could, hey, do do better. Could, currently, yeah, I, I would I would agree with you. Okay, so are we top three? But I now I'd argue one. Um, and I think. The tackles are going to be in for a day. I don't think you're going to have Gronk I mean, stay back and chip and block all day. Speaking of, like, Merciless last week. Merciless, right? Yeah, Whitney Merciless, yeah. Amazing game. <laughs> he was he was in the backfield, like, all the time. It might be Merciless and Watt is the better than... Because Clowney does his, like, his, he's been kind of weird lately. Or no, no, so who... Okay, <coughs> no, who's the other pass rusher for the, the Chargers? That's Even? not both. Yeah. Yeah. Or no... Woody Merciless plays for the Texans. Yeah. Who, God, who am I thinking? The, the guy who's not Bosa had such a good game against Baltimore. Um, Melvin Ingram? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He he, he was amazing. Yeah. That's, incredible. He, yeah, he, he's, he's really good. He might be the most under... It's weird because I think when you talk about him, you're always like, oh, him and Bosa, like, really, like, great tandem. But I feel like you're always, like, listening for the name Bosa more than Ingram. He might be the most underrated defensive player in the NFL. If you're having like a, if you have a really um, reactionary like uh, power rankings on defensive linemen, mm-hmm. he he could be one right now. The Just, way yeah. the way he's playing yeah. in like his current form. Yeah, and now that Bosa is back, it's like you can't probably double both of them. And I think you're gonna always choose to double Bosa because he's a little bit bigger. Uh, Ingram, if you if you get Ingram lined up on a tackle or even like a weirdly a tight end situation. One and one, it's over. Ingram's just going to absolutely destroy it. But I'm, I am leaning the other way on this one. Sure. Again, as Four I mentioned points, with Brady, it's like I'm. It's like let me see it not happen before I'm going to like try to kick the trend because as good as San Diego's been playing, I have Belichick with two weeks rest for his players, two weeks to scheme. I have. The same thing for Brady. I have home field advantage. I have the Chargers flying cross country to play me. After I, they, I'm sure they did something funky with their schedule to try to make this better because they, they couldn't have gone to Baltimore back to LA. Mm-hmm. So these guys have now been like homeless for two weeks. And as much as you knock Gronk's like current form. And if I'm rating like the Patriots uh, weapons as compared to past years where they have done very well in the playoffs, this is not a be- like 
Edelman, White, Gronk, Hogan, Patterson, Sonny Michelle. N- names on paper that are like, oh, this is pretty good. It's a lot of places Brady can go with the <coughs> ball, and it's mm-hmm. it's more than enough. Like we've seen him do it with with two guys before who are like half as talented as this full group is. Yeah, but Brady was like thirty when he did that, though. Brady might be getting younger. True. Um, <laughs> but I, I agree with that. On paper, these guys are like, look at the, like, the dynamic athletes combined with like these really skillful, like creative, in-space guys. Um, not to mention, might be the only team with two white receivers that play significant minutes. Uh, no, take the... Uh, Vikings might be the second. Um, <clears throat> but I... They just haven't worked this year. Like if you if you're watching the games, you're sitting there like Edelman's not the same. Gronk is clearly not the same. Michelle might have been the wrong guy. They maybe should have drafted Chubb. Uh, Patriots eleven and five. Eight. Eleven and five though. Yeah. Eight, eight and zero at home. So you, so so they, they, okay. This, this, is, this is the this is the might come by back and bite me in the ass type thing. Who would they play at home this year? All right, Patriots home. They had their three division teams. Garbage. So five games. They beat. Uh, the Houston Texans. Okay, but who you love? Yeah. Uh, First game of the year when the Texans would start what zero and three, so that was like a weird, we don't know what we're doing thing. Playoff team. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Yeah, the gar- okay. The East teams are garbage. Almost the playoff team. Uh, Indianapolis Colts. What was the score of that game? Thirty-eight uh, twenty-four. That was during that one and five skid though. So again, they caught these teams at bad moments. Okay. And, uh, how about this? The hottest team in the NFL, Kansas City Chiefs. They, the where they like won at the end of the game. Week, week six. Yeah. But for, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. And Buffalo, New York. Yeah. That's, that's they had that's, one tough team. Oh. So the, okay, you you had one situation where you're like, and that game was like a shootout where we have now come to find out, hey, Kansas City has the worst defense in the NFL, and Eric without Eric Berry returning was going to be one of the worst defenses of all time. Congrats, you beat you beat the worst defense of all time. So. Based on overall team DVOA at home this year, they beat the number one team, the number two team. They are the number six team. They beat the number eight team. Vikings are eight? Yep. That's hilarious. Um, yeah, and then, geez, Packers 23. Holy shit. Um, so, yeah, that's not a bad, like, there are, they might have, like, if you just objectively look, they might have had one of the tougher home schedules considering... They're also a great team. Okay, this is going to be the classic, like, when we're looking at, like, next year and say, look who they beat last year. And granted, they were home games, but they beat the Texans, playoff team. They beat the Colts, playoff team. They beat the Vikings, should have been a playoff. And they're going to do that thing. And then we're going to sit there like, well, the Colts couldn't figure it out at the beginning of the year and almost tanked the season to get the number one overall pick. Uh, the Texans almost fired Bill O'Brien because uh, they couldn't figure it out. It was a like, really lucky timing thing. And, like, the, I will give you the Chiefs game. That is a good win. But you've only had one tough home game where, like, the other seven, you didn't play teams that were, like, really that impressive. Uh, I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't. And it's like, a, in, on top of that, too, like, it was nice weather when they played the Texans and the Colts. It wasn't even, like, a cold weather. Like, well, they dogged it out. And, like, that's that's who they are. Like, tough team, tough, like, outdoor weather team. It's like, nah, it was, like, pretty sunny in, like, 75. Yeah, I don't know. I give me, I'm, I'm I'm off on this. I give, give me time. Um, we disagree again. Yeah. I think we had two disagreements last week. Let's see where we come in on this game. Uh, 3:40. Uh, weird time. 
Yeah. That's the old uh, let the make sure that the uh, 12 o'clock game ends because even at the 325 window, you still have a little leaky games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, 9 and 7, traveling to New Orleans to play the 13 and 3 Saints. Mercedes Benz Superdome. Saints favored by 8, over under 51 and a half. What do you, who do you like in this one? This this is tough. Um, you know, Drew Brees didn't even finish the year with four thousand passing yards. That might be a first in a really long time. And he was he was really hot for a lot. Like that that offense. Yeah, he tailed down. off. Yeah, he tailed off big time. Um, trying to look up one one quick stat here. Ben Roethlisberger's played twenty one playoff games. That's pretty good, right? How, how did I not win the fantasy league? Alvin Kamara had eight hundred and eighty rushing yards, fourteen rushing TDs. Unbelievable. Um, okay, I am going to. I like this. The Saints yeah, are. You start this off, actually. They're my pick to win the Super Bowl. Currently, okay. uh, I should say. I keep catching myself trying to pick against Brady, and I have to try to avoid that. Um, I think the Saints are good on defense, uh, great on offense. I, they're in a great position. Um, that being said, I I am like buying into this Eagles momentum. It's this is one of the weirder things we've seen in a while, um, where a backup quarterback has come in again to a team that's like fledgling, and suddenly they are all playing like the top of their game. That defense is playing well mysteriously again. Um, I just really like what I've seen from the Eagles, and if I'm getting more than a touchdown, give me that. That's fair. The Eagles in the last four weeks have beat the Rams, Texans, uh, Redskins, and Bears. Um, who was the? Yeah, went no, to overtime they... with the Cowboys. Like they're they're one of they may be the hottest team in the NFL right now. Correct. Maybe behind the Colts. What was the record of the the Saints this year? Thirteen and three. Okay. Um, and they kind of yeah okay. The yeah. the Saints finished the year with a loss to Dallas. Beat Tampa Bay, Carolina, Pittsburgh, and lost to Carolina. Makes in sense. a game they didn't really need in that last one, but yeah. they um, also beat Carolina when Cam Newton was playing with like one shoulder and so. Yeah, uh, and that was a closer game than people thought. Yeah, twelve nine. Especially when you're playing quarterback that has a twenty percent use of his throwing shoulder. Um, this kind of reminds me of two thousand five, two thousand six. When Ben Roethlisberger, as a six seed, went on a run, wins the Super Bowl. Um, I like the Eagles here. So this doesn't remind you of last year's Eagles. You really, <laughs> where this exact same situation played out, and more harkens back to Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. Okay. I think that there's a, I don't know, I don't know. This is where I kind of get a little lost with, with like Sean Payton, because I feel like Sean Payton's a big revenge guy. I feel like he's a big, like... If you do me wrong, I'm coming after you. So, like, the Vikings game this year. It's like, okay, you, you beat us on a fluke play at the end of the game and, like, to, to in the playoffs. We're coming for you this year. And this with the Eagles, I feel like he's looking at it and saying, if not for my dumb safety, like, letting up on digs at the end of the game, we're playing to go to the Super Bowl last year, and I think we're winning. I'm going to prove that to you this year. Even though, like, nobody really feels that other than probably Sean Payton. Oh, I think he's a pretty decent motivator. Just he did like the Lombardi Trophy and like the 200k or whatever in cash. It's like you want this win three games or whatever, which is pretty cool. I like that. But 
I'm getting eight here. I this offense for the Saints I don't think is as good as what people think it is. Um, I still don't trust the receivers. Uh, I mean, Thomas is the exception there. Sure. Um, I think the Eagles' defense against the run and statistics probably won't back this up. It might, but it's probably better than better than is in the top half. I think what their their issue has always been is that their secondary just got super injured, um, which I think weirdly works for them in this scenario of. We're just going to throw Malcolm Jenkins over the top of Michael Thomas. He's probably still going to get six catches for 100 yards, but that's fine. We're expecting him to go for, like, an average elite NFL game, an NFL receiver game. The the Eagles secondary has made a vast, like, same guys, and they are just playing so much better than they were the first half yeah, of the year. Yeah, it's it's pretty insane. But I think the Eagles have, have it. I think the Eagles, and this Saints team... This kind of feels like, again, same deal, not as much with Tom Brady, but Drew Brees can't throw the ball deep downfield because they're comparing them to, like, the 9 right now. It's like they're in the same position they are when they won the Super Bowl. Like, well, yeah, but Drew Brees could also throw a ball 65 yards at that time, and I don't think he could hit 55 right now. So, and no, not to mention, like, it's there's nothing to the deep to the outside I trust him to throw to. It's all, like, quick stuff in the flats or, like, straight in the middle of the field where I can just, like, throw it there. I think the Eagles are ready for that. I think they're just a little bit more tougher, right? Just tougher team than the Saints. I think the Saints are not like a soft team, but I'm just, I would give that edge to the Eagles. If I'm getting eight, I'm taking eight. I I see this as, I see this as a similar game to Saints-Vikings last year, minus the miracle. So I think, I think the Saints have enough to have Drew Brees win this game on a final drive. And then the Eagles can't answer. But I, I do see this in the number. Um, so we have agreement there. Two, two and two again on NFL. We're, we Two and two on our agreements last... Uh, or two and all on our agreements last week. Um, we're going to hold off on NFL draft needs. We went a little, little long here. Um, and we're going to have plenty of time next week because we're just going to be breaking down two games. Probably smarter. Um, have more teams to discuss too next week, possibly with needs. That's true. We might be able to just bang out the entire first round. That's probably could. Um, before we do that, I'm going to talk one um, one more item with you. Yeah. Quick throw in. Um, it's an item relating to the draft. Not mouse clicks. <clears throat> Not mouse clicks. We really should just do a mouse clicks pod just where like, we just set up set up the recorder for for an hour and just. <laughs> We we really I want to do do it with you and then we'll do it with like five other people to get like a control number. Yeah, you, you'd be insanely off the off the charts. That's fair. That um, might be true. Now now that you have me thinking about this, it might be true. I'll chart it maybe a little bit here too. As I look at ESPN, yes, I see the Packers with two first round picks. How'd they get the second one? Saints. Oh damn it! Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Which could end up being the last pick in the first round. But uh, this week... For the 14th last year? <laughs> <laughs> this this week, uh, Rooney has said it is hard to envision Antonio Ooh. Brown on the team for 2019. What team could stand to benefit more from the addition of Antonio Brown and is in a place where they could go and get him? So a couple teams come to mind with this, right? Yep. Okay. Um, Packers is one are, are one of them for me of like Adams Brown 
makes the Packers an instant Super Bowl contender and a team that's yeah suddenly Devontae Adams is your number two wide receiver with the chemistry he has with Rodgers that would you might even you might even argue that Antonio Brown is your number two receiver I could see that like, yeah. in, in, like don't tell him that yeah <laughs> we're paying you like a number one you're running the number two routes um the the, the David Justice uh Brad Pitt uh in the batting cage conversation. <laughs> They're paying. <laughs> For a second, I, was, I just immediately went to Oceans. I was like, David Justice was in Ocean? It must have been 13. Cameo. Um, <laughs> Got weird in, in 13. Maybe it was 8. Uh, no, the the David Justice, uh, it's like, nah, I'm making $7 million. The The New York Yankees are paying you to play against them. Like that, I, I feel like that's the classical line that Matt LaFleur, not Matt LaFleur, not Matt LaFleur's in half of them, but someone's going to have with them of, the the Steelers are paying your bonus to not be on their team this year. That's that's what they think of you. And let's go like let's go stick it to them. The other thing like other teams that like instantly come to mind. And it's not like the anyone really in like the top ten ish of like, oh well, they could just use them, whatever. Because I think the fit is is involved. Seattle, go Doug Baldwin, Antonio Brown, Tyler Lockett. Not um, bad. I like that. Pete Carroll knows how to handle kind of that kind of mentality, although I think they're trying to drift away from that a little bit. But I think you have Russell Wilson as a quarterback that also Antonio Brown can respect. Aaron Rodgers is another one. Lions would be fun. Lions would be fun, but I don't see the Lions doing it with uh, Patricia. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's the right guy. I don't think he wants it. Oakland Raiders, because it's Oakland. That, th- yeah. And they have pieces, right? You got you got three first-rounders. You could give one in a, uh, to any of them. to Not probably four, but... <laughs> uh, Raiders... <laughs> yeah, Raiders um, move draft picks to bring in malcontent wide receiver. Like, stop me if you've heard this one before. <laughs> it, 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 that one is a total, like, this is a fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, New England, but I don't think Pittsburgh's trading with New England. I think that's kind of one of those Red Sox don't trade with the Yankees type deal. Um, and who's, I had one other team that was, uh, oh, the Colts. Yeah, but same kind of deal. I don't know if, if Pittsburgh's willing it, it. I think it has to be NFC or like AFC bottom dweller, like the, where the Raiders make sense. Or it's like I, I don't could care about the Raiders. I could see. I think the Colts scenario would end the best because of who Andrew Luck is. Mm-hmm. I think Rogers' personality and Brown's personality could be a nightmare. Um, You're either getting like. Lightning in a bottle. This is the greatest combination. Like like uh, Tom Brady, Randy Moss first year, or I don't know what puts a blow up situation. I can't think but, of one because I'm just like An- Antonio Brown managed to have beef with Ben Roethlisberger ultimately, and Big Ben has an ego, but he is like I wouldn't put him in my top ten quarterback egos necessarily. Like he, for yeah. the most part, he's a pretty chill dude. Yeah, you got to really like go to lengths to like. Start stuff with him, and with Rodgers, you don't have to do that. And conversely, with Luck, I don't even know if it's possible. Like Luck will be like, "Yeah, man, I'm sorry, I'll get you the ball more." Yeah. Like, come my bad. How many? How many? How many like dopey hat interviews in front of the locker with Aaron Rodgers? Uh, how many of those interviews are happening of where he just is like, "Well, Antonio's a elite receiver in the NFL, so I'm sure he'll figure it out. Like, just like those dumb, like, arms crossed, like, really, like, dumb hat on. Like, Green Bay Packer, like, the like the Bills are kind of, like, already curved, but the, they're, like, the super dopey-looking ones. Packers jerseys, 
Not bad. Yeah, the red Pe- practice jersey on. Pecker hats. Oof. Oof. Especially yeah. when they have like metal, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, oh boy. I feel like Rogers loves the metallic symbol. NFL and hats in general are like pretty the stripes brutal. on like one third of the bill that kind of curve around with it, and he's just sitting there like, well, you know, he's a uh, he's out there to catch catch passes, and uh, he does he's done that pretty well. So I expect him to do more. Like just dumb like little chip shots at him. I feel like that could happen a decent amount if if it doesn't work well. But I feel like what'll happen is Packers are like fourteen and two. I mean. I'm a big Packers fan. Mm-hmm. I, w- I will jump off the ship if I am forced to wear those hats on a regular basis. I'd uh, rather just root for, I don't know, the Broncos or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, two, if I find out that the Packers don't even make a call. Ooh. Like if if Steelers come out and they said, you know, we moved them to Oakland, no other teams were interested. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be pretty pissed and... I, I, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time rooting next year for the Packers if they don't make a call. To and, significantly make their team You have better. two first-round draft picks. You call and be like, can we get them with 32 and something else? Like a second next year? Here's a, here's a, here's a real 12? trade I could see happening. Is 32, or whatever the Saints finish, right? Um, Jimmy Graham. And like maybe like a conditional 2020 pick. Where like we make it's one of those like starts yeah. the fifth rounder ends as like a second rounder if we get to the Super Bowl or something stupid. Um, that's a that's a real trade. Like I think that's a that, that's enough to entice them to like someone's got to beat this. And yeah, and fortunately for not just the Packers but every team in the NFL, they have to move Brown, and they know they can't. They like, pretty much announced they're moving Brown, and they can't fuck around like last year with Bell because they yes. saw what. Can happen with a player like that if you're if you're like we need two firsts or we're not moving this all pro player. Mm-hmm. They now have to recognize that Brown's value to them is significantly less because of what's already happened, mm-hmm. and they just have to make peace with that and get what they can. What if they trade for Brown and sign Le'Veon Bell? Are you wearing a metallic Green Bay Packer hat? <laughs> I mean, I maybe consider it. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything that would like. I, like the I actually ones like, aren't much better. I actually like Aaron Jones. Like Aaron Jones is fine. Yeah, you're yeah. not going after Bell. But now, yeah. now that you mentioned, it's like Aaron Jones, Jimmy Graham, um, Devontae Adams, Antonio Brown, um, Randall Cobb. That's like is Cobb in the back. Good point. They they probably drop Brown. But like. Um, Oh, who's the rookie? They like Saint Brown or whatever, or Valdez, yeah, Scantling Scantling, or something. Yeah, yeah. That, he's not a bad three when you have like so much attention. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm interested. And I'm I'm gonna be optimistic. I know it won't happen, but you know, he <laughs> I, has to go somewhere. I, I, whoever the Packer president is, I just see this like press conference in like July at training camp of, hey, you know, we heard rumors that like you were maybe interested in Tony Brown. Like, you know, we had internal discussions, but you know, we just decided not to pursue that option. It wasn't just you know. Oh, so you guys didn't even like contact? No, we didn't reach out. You know, we 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 sent some scouts. You know, we watched some tape on him, but you know, we just felt like the guys in this locker room are are, are better fits. I do. I see that statement happening. I could I could see the 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 other side of the coin though, because Packers never make moves. They almost pulled the trigger on Mac, and that is now blown up in their face. It's true. They were probably the the second leading contender for Mac. free agent signers, and this is not a free agent sign. This is clearly a trade where you don't have to pay his bonus, which is a huge. Plus. And I just think, like, having watched what they could have had with Mac all year and now having a shot at a top 10 NFL. He's 31. Mac was, like, 25. 
That's the only the only major difference. But I agree but with you, the, I agree with the really, thought. You don't yeah. need him for that long. You need which, him for the yeah. rest of Rodgers' good years. True. Which is four? He, five? The problem is Rodgers, like it, it realistically is four to five. It's, it comes down to does Aaron Rodgers want to play four it, or five it more? It might have been we might have already seen it. Yeah. It might be. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, on that note, that's going to be it for this week. We have uh, some more picks locked and loaded. Um, and I hope uh, for our pick's sake that the Colts uh, lose by two points. Sure. Yeah. Two scores. Just because fuck yeah. JP. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That has been it for the Homer and the Hater podcast. Until next week, goodbye. Goodbye.